can't believe that video hit 60k views. Like, that was crazy. Like I dude, just I didn't even like realize that. I didn't realize it either, dude. I just put it I just put it up and then I get off TikTok and then you what guys was like it? Oh, I didn't watch it. It was um Hutchinson just running over was, a guy and in Georgia TikTok found it and was like, Yeah, what did you do with Natty? What did you <laughs> 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 It's incredible. Welcome to another episode of Boom or Bust, the draft show. Max Chavik alongside Nick Miriam and Donnie Clemens. Another scouting report for you guys. Derek Stingley Jr., the LSU cornerback. Going over him, his strengths, weaknesses, player comp, ranking, team fit, so much more. Before we start the video, please like and subscribe to the channel. Of course, be sure to follow our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Boom or Bust Draft. We're on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out the merch store below. Comment below, too, what you guys want to see us do next. We put a poll up on YouTube today asking what kind of videos you guys want to see, like more mock drafts, maybe an updated big board that we are working on and hopefully getting that out soon. Maybe some interviews that we did last year. We haven't really done that this year, but if you want to see more of those. And, of course, scouting reports, like what players do you want to see? Derek Stingley Jr. is a guy that we had to get done, one of the top prospects in this draft. So let's go over him. His background, he's a junior Six foot one, 195 pounds, former five-star recruit, number three overall, number one corner in the class of 2019 coming out of Louisiana. In three games this year, he had three and a half tackles for loss and a forced fumble. And in his career, he had six interceptions, 20 pass breakups, seven tackles for loss, and two forced fumbles. So, Nick, when you watch this guy, what do you like the most? Well, it's, you know, the same things we talked about during the summer. This is some of the best press man tape we've seen from any corner yep. um, in the past 15, 20 years. I mean, it's just unbelievable stuff. Uh, he's yeah, As a freshman, he was on a LSU defense that was, like, fine. It had some good talents, the guys that got drafted. No, nobody else, really, from that defense. I thought my head has been excellent in the NFL. Christian Fulton's been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Levon Chase hasn't really worked out. He was, like, the player on that defense. Yep. And he was the most dominant corner in the sec in the, in the country that year by far um and two years later now the defense has kind of struggled a little bit the past couple of years and he still has played fine he's had some injuries um but he's kind of slipped on people's boards because of that but none of the things that you saw year one have not shown up in these past two years um and i think particularly like looking back this year he hadn't played a whole lot i looked at the ucla game went in depth there um didn't really get the ball thrown in him like he's just kind of locking down guys he's he's the it's it's Derek Stingley Island, you know. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a combination of physicality. It's a combination of just blistering speed. There's a chance the guy runs in the four twos. I think um, he's just a freak athlete. He's got great hands. We talked about how he tried. He was going to play receiver this year, and then he just didn't <laughs> because, you know, as it turns out, like you can get hurt not just playing receiver, but playing. That was corner. like that was huge, by the way. Like yeah. that was like everyone. <laughs> nothing and happened. It just didn't happen. <laughs> like, it just didn't He's winning the Heisman this year. If he's yeah, doing like, both, just nothing, nothing. It just didn't even Maybe happen. the injury cut it short. Maybe he's going to do it later on. Who knows? But quite frankly, like, when we talked about Hutchinson and we were like, well, there's nothing that he's bad at. There's nothing really that's bad for Stingley other than the injuries, really. Um, he's just all around been great. He's a physical in the run game. He makes all sorts of plays, anything you want from a corner. Um, and ultimately, if he were, you know, 100% these past couple of years, we'd be talking about probably the top corner prospect we've ever seen, um, at least in this this time of media draft focus, you know. Um, but let's say since Jalen Ramsey, just to make it easy. Uh, but just extremely polished at a young age, and he's been ready to be drafted in the NFL for years now, and we were talking about it two years ago, and now here he is. 
So people talk about break it, breakout age all the time. I mean, this is it, man. He was the best cornerback in the country as a true freshman in yep. the SEC, which is the hardest conference in college football, which is impressive. Freak, freak, freak athlete. One of the most athletic cornerbacks I've ever seen. Along with his, this is something that Nick didn't mention, his recovery skills are unbelievable. Like yeah. He doesn't get burnt often, but when he does, and this is mainly against better competition, his recovery skills are so good that it doesn't really matter. Like, I've never seen a cornerback with this good of recovery skills. Like, most, most of the time, man press corners, when they get beat, they get beat. And there's nothing yeah. you can really do about it. It doesn't happen often, like, um, which is Patrick Peterson. He didn't get burnt often, but when he did, it was bad. Stanley has such great recovery skills. Like, if he does get burnt, He's going to catch up to his guy because of how athletic he is. And it's just unbelievable. I've never seen a cornerback with as good of recovery skills as he does. Great ball hawking um, corner as well. I mean, it's like what Nick said. There isn't really much wrong with this guy. The problem is just he doesn't really ever stay healthy. And when he does stay healthy, he's good, but not as good as he was in his freshman year. So outside of like injuries, there's nothing really completely wrong with him. And there's just no true weakness of this guy. And he has so many strengths, but it's it's just injuries is the main concern. Yeah, we'll get into that. But you guys mentioned before, like he's got every single tool that you'd want in a corner. Uh, we keep mentioning Bruce Feldman's freaks list. He was on it. Number nine on Feldman's freaks list. Uh, he's two inches taller than the average corner. He's six foot one. He also this, so th- these numbers that Bruce Feldman put in his article are absurd. Because he ran a 4.340, the average is 4.5. 42-inch vertical, the average is 36 inches. And that is the average for combine, okay? That is the combine <laughs> average. Uh-huh. The 4.340, the 42-inch vertical, yeah, the yeah. opening in high school. High school yeah. senior Derek Stingley was running a 4.3 freaking 40, man. That is unbelievable. At 6'1". At 6'1", and like I said, a 42-inch vertical. Like, this guy has unbelievable athleticism. He would have had, like, an elite combine and tested as, like, a 95th percentile athlete as a high schooler, which is just unbelievable. (laughs) Usually, when you get into a a college strength and conditioning Uh program, you build that up, man. You know, a lot of Penn State players are like that, where you build up to this freak, freak athlete. He was a freak athlete going in. Nick, you mentioned he might run in the 4'2s. I believe that because he ran a 4'3 in high school. Um, the ball skills, Donnie mentioned it, are incredible. Like, there was talk of him playing receiver, uh, and good reason. Like, he he really had really good ball skills. Unfortunately, we couldn't really see many of it. Probably cut short to injury, but he did have six picks as a freshman. And you guys mentioned best corner in the country as a true freshman. Absurdly good on a national championship team. This is a guy who at 18, 19 years old was being thrown on the biggest stage in college football against Trevor Lawrence, T. Higgins, all those guys at Clemson, all those guys at Alabama with Tua, Devontae Smith, and all those guys, and still performed really well as a true freshman. Terrific in man coverage, really sticky to wide receivers. And a lot of the numbers that you're like, oh, wow, so he was so good as a freshman. Like, where were the picks? Where were the pass breakups as a sophomore and as a junior? Well, injuries played a part. But also, like, Nick, you mentioned this too. They just figured out, hey, let's stop throwing at this guy, man. Like, we got to avoid this guy at all costs. And so a lot of his deflated numbers were not because of him. Like, it was because the quarterbacks were just avoiding him altogether. But, Donnie, what are the weaknesses that you see on Stingley's tape? 
Well, I do think he's a better man press corner than zone corner, which in mm-hmm. today's modern NFL zone coverage is kind of, I don't want to say cane, but it's more common than man coverage, unless you're like a team that's super blitz heavy, like maybe the Steelers or maybe the Cardinals or the Ravens. And then you use a lot of man coverage, but zone is cane in today's NFL. And I'm not saying he's a bad zone corner whatsoever. Absolutely not. But he's a better man press corner than he is uh, zone corner. Also, like we've been saying for the entire videos, injury, injuries, injuries, injuries. Um, I don't know if he's fully healthy right now. Obviously, we'll get the medicals at the combine because thankfully we should get a combine this year. At least I would figure. So that's going to be very, very helpful for us. Um, Outside of that, nothing really crazy. But I will say this. I think he gets burnt more often than people actually think. I'm, I'm not saying he gets burnt constantly. He gets burnt like for a guy that we're talking like. I, I, I hate this word. I hate this word. You guys hate this word. Generational. I don't like that word. But All if we're it. talking... Yeah, I mean, if I, I, <laughs> I use it probably too much. The, the, the only the only thing I do, according to Max, is compare um, draft prospects to NFL Hall of Famers. So I might as well just continue yep. doing that. Deion Sanders comp incoming from Donnie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just wait till Evan. Just wait till Evan Neal. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> oh no. Um, but. <laughs> But outside of like that, he does get burnt more often than people would imagine, considering he is a generational prospect at corner. He does get burnt a little bit more than people think. But like I said, his recovery skills are so good that people just kind of look past it, and I look past it too. So it's not a huge weakness, but outside of injuries, and I think he's a better man-press corner than he has his own corner, that's that's kind of it. This is not going to be a part of the weakness discussion, but I, I just want to say this real quick. There is a world this year where he does come in and he plays the way he did as a freshman, and he also plays receiver and catches some passes. And we legitimately are like comping this guy to Deion Sanders, and he is yeah. like by far and away oh, the number yeah. one prospect. Like yeah. there was a world where that could happen this year, and he just got hurt again. Like it, you know, it sucks, but um, that, that is the type of ceiling we're talking about with this type of player. I don't think anyone or anyone here is going to cop into that because it's ridiculous, but, but it's there <laughs> that that possibility is there. Um, he is, he is, he is just a crazy athlete. And the issue is, uh, and we, we talked about the the high school 40 time. I don't know what his weight was when he ran that, but if he was 175, 180, hypothetically, I mean, it depends on what type of build he is, if his legs were skinnier, but it could be harder, easier to run a 40, uh, 4, 3, 40 at that point. So he probably has added weight at LSU, and I think it's probably not enough. Uh, 195 is, it's big enough, obviously, to play in the NFL, but if you're getting hurt as often as he is, as physical as he, as he can play at times, and he's not as much physical as he is kind of, I hate using this word for this, but like it's kind of the Jalen Waddle thing. Like he's a little bit reckless in like how he uses his body. Like yeah. you'll see him jumping around. Like uh, you know, you know, you don't slide like the way a quarterback would, but you know, he he'll go for it when he needs to, and you know, put his body on the line. Um, he might want to add a little bit of weight, and that could potentially tick down his forty time. We'll see. Uh, and, and that's that's a frame thing. It's not a huge issue because at the end of the day, uh, I, I really believe that. Although speed is has been huge with corners and, and, and scouting them lately, there's this huge correlation between running in the four threes and success in the NFL. Uh, I think quickness is just as important, and his quickness is obviously there, um, and that shouldn't change with weight. Yeah, my, my biggest weakness is, and this is the one you're here for everyone, is just the injuries, man. Like that, he's out of a possible 22 games that he could have played the last two years, he's played 10. So he's missed more than half of the last two years with injury. He missed 10 games this year with surgery on his left foot after re-injuring it. He injured it in the summer, came back, uh, and played the first three games, and then got hurt again, and he was out for the entire season. Uh, and then he missed three games last year in 2019 with an ankle injury, 
Um, and I agree with Donnie on this one too. So on the field, I don't think he's as good in zone coverage as he in, as he is in man coverage. I think he's way better at mirroring receivers rather than reading the quarterback. And here's something that I, I saw on tape too. He needs to play outside. Needs to play outside because the slot, the snaps where he played in the slot, there were some issues there. And I, I don't think he's a guy who can in the NFL can just say, hey. I'm going to follow, say, Cooper Cup, for example. Cooper Cup plays a lot of slot receiver, and he's undoubtedly the number one receiver for the Rams. I don't think that Cooper, uh, excuse me, Derek Stanley can be the guy that just mans up on Cooper Cup all game long, follows him outside, inside, whatever. I think he's a guy that you need on the outside against whoever is on the outside. He can man up on the number one if he's outside, but I don't think you want to put this guy just following the receiver if they go into the slot. Uh, Nick, you mentioned this too, not great taking on blocks. Like there's, there's some really impressive hits on his tape, but also some bad missed tackles. And there's sometimes you don't think he's as physical as he should be, but he did show some improvement this year before getting hurt. And like we mentioned before, the injuries, like we're two years removed now from his best tape. Like 2020 was good, but it was also like, okay, he's not really being thrown at that much, which is obviously a good sign for a corner. But 2019, like he was just being locked down, forcing incompletions at a very high rate, getting interceptions, not really getting burned as much as he should as a true freshman. We're like, this guy could have been the first overall pick. So how much are you going to bank on Tate from two years ago now with two straight years of being cut short due to injury? But Nick, what do you think about Stingley overall? What's the bottom line on him? Ranking, player comp, team fit. What do you think about Derek Stingley Jr.? Well, he's one of these guys where when I go back and watch him, I move him back up my board a little bit. And it's it's tough with the injury thing. I know we come off a year where guys like Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell didn't play football. And then, you know, two years removed, came into the NFL and they were great. Uh, this is a little different, though. I mean, he has been in mm-hmm. college. He has had some tape. Uh, he's been good, not great uh, when he has played. Um, and it's it's more than two years. It's, there's a bit of a difference between two and three years, I think. Um that being said, he's still my number five player on the board. I would think a lot about yeah, my four is Kayvon about those two right now because, you know, Kayvon, it's it's a bit of a competition level thing for me. I mean, Pac-12 versus SEC, honestly. I know they're different positions, but, you know, um, I, I think there's a very real discussion here that even with all the injuries at Stingley still, uh, especially in my opinion, a more palliable position, is it should be a higher pick than Kayvon. He won't be, but it's a discussion, I think, or it should be. Um, but he'll be my number five. He'll be my number one corner. I don't think that's that change for anyone. I mean, look, this is this has been in the making for years now. We knew this guy would be the number one corner. There wasn't going to be much that was going to change it. I think Ahmad Garner had an amazing performance against Alabama, and he's still probably not going to go before Stingley, uh, barring something crazy. Uh, and so beyond that, uh, team fits anyone. I mean, again, I don't care that he can't follow no one receiver. If you have a guy who can play man on the outside and he's just going to sit there on the outside yep. and man up. You can run zone on the other side of the field. You know, you can just kind of say, hey, we're going to kind of ignore this side of the field. You're going to go to the weak side. If they put Julio over there, we're just going to have you lock him down. Or we're going to play kind of a cover two shell where we're just playing on this two thirds of the field. And we'll just leave that third to you. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of value in that. Um, so my comp is, was Xavier Howard. Um, and I'm going to change it to a guy who has kind of recently jumped into that elite status this year um, who should have been all pro today. Um, and that is AJ Terrell from Atlanta. Um, and I know these guys played against each other. Oh, 
<laughs> Not me this time, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I did all think right, about well, it though. That would have been unbelievable if all three of us did it. Same frame, same exact frame, 6'1, 195. Um, I know Terrell isn't straight up a press man guy, but he plays a little a lot more zone than Stingley's going to play in the NFL. Um, but the difference between Xavier Howard and uh AJ Terrell to me is I think Xavier Howard is is more of a vision based read and react guy, whereas Terrell and Stingley are going to be more relying on their athleticism. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do think that the way Terrell has played this year, which is elite elite coverage ability, um, more in zone, but you see his athletic athleticism chasing down defenders or receivers, uh, using his ball control and ball, ball skills, uh, body control and ball skills to break up passes, uh, and he was just excellent. And again, in a bad Atlanta defense this year uh, i think that's what you're looking for with snigley um yeah i'm just speechless man i don't know what to say dude i'm just speech. i can't believe that was your oh whatever um <laughs> number five i mean i'm sorry i just can't so he's my number five of all players as well my number one corner by far i hate how people are trying to say that stanley and like gardner is a debate it's really not i truly believe stanley stanley is a much better player he's more versatile he can do more things he's a better athlete i just don't really see the argument for anyone being cb1 besides stanley uh the people ahead of him um hutchinson at one <clears throat> number two kyle hamilton number three kevin thibodeau and number four I have Tyler Windebaum ahead of him, which might be a hot take, but Ooh. it's just the odds of Windebaum working versus the odds of Stingley working. Probably I'm going to lean towards Windebaum on that. That's just yeah, me because there's seri- there are serious, serious injury concerns with Stingley. And if there were no injury concerns with this guy whatsoever, he'd have an argument to be the best player in this draft. Yep. Like he would. And if he would have played wide receiver, which – once again, like I said, that was huge, and it never happened, and it may have been because of those injuries. But if he would have done that, and he would have played at a high level, I'm not saying he wasn't going to go be like Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. Like, if he would have just put up, like, 1,100, 1,200 yards, we would be making these Deion Sanders comps. So, yeah, I'm a number, number, number five player on my big board, number one corner in my comp. I also put AJ Terrell, so... Um, <laughs> Nick He's on the explain- same page this year, I guess. I mean, this is like yeah. the third time. By the way, by the way, by the way, real quick, you guys had the same comp with um Derek Carr. Then me and Max had it with uh AJ Epinesa, and now me and Nick had it with AJ Terrell. Yeah. They made the yeah. trifecta, yeah. Yeah. Um, Incredible. Pleaded Nick, it. Nick already explained how it's a good comp, so I'll just let that sit <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, Stingley for me, number four. I love how Donnie was like, oh, if you put up like 1,100 or 1,200 yards, you know, like an okay. I'm like, dude, that, that would have been incredible. How are you going to be wide receiver <laughs> one in this class? <laughs> uh, Stingley for me, number four overall, uh, number one corner. Uh, despite the injury concerns, he's still the top corner prospect, man. Like, we, we can play around with it all we want. Like, oh, Trent McDuffie's awesome, Sauce Gardner, Kyer Elam. Anyone like that, like this, this is the guy. Like we knew this was the guy, and he stayed the guy. I don't care what happened. Like even if he didn't play the whole year, like if he tore his ACL week one, we'd still be like, "Listen, man, this is still a guy." Like I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, but Donnie mentioned it, and I think he is losing out a little bit because he is my number four overall player uh, behind uh, Aiden Hutchinson, and then I have Kyle Hamilton, um, and then I have I believe Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau, and then so number four. Like if this guy played, and even if he was like as good as probably last year maybe when he's just like oh this guy's a lockdown corner not being thrown at 
he might have been my number one overall player. Like, that's how good of a prospect this guy is, but the injuries do scare me enough to drop this guy to number four, still worth a top five pick, in my opinion. Good size, superstar athlete, amazing ball skills. For my money, second-best cornerback prospect since Jalen Ramsey behind Patrick Sertan. And I think the only reason why he's not above Sertan is because of those injuries. Donnie, you know how me last year. I was all over Sertan. I loved that guy last year. And everyone's like, oh, the athleticism is the only thing. And, like, he went up the combine. So I was like, all right, there's no questions now. And I mean, you guys, you guys already know, though, like, I had J.C. Horn and Stevie Oh, I know. So, and, and so, yeah. so did PJ. And I, Nick, I don't think you did. Right? You have Sertan, right? Uh, for for what is this? This isn't behind Ramsey. Oh, yeah. D.B. No, won last year? Last year yeah. I, had, I, had, I had Sertan, yeah. I don't okay, know if cool. PJ was yes. on one. I don't know. PJ was on one. Donnie was also <laughs> on one. I love Sertan. And, look, he's looked – Really good so far. And J.C. Horn, for what's worth, before J.C. Horn was good, was good, was good until he was hurt. Yeah, until he got yeah. hurt. Yeah, and it was a good yeah. quarterback class. Uh, team fit: Jets, Giants, Texans, Falcons, Broncos. Like anyone, really. Like Nick said, Jets, in my opinion, need to take him. Yeah, before. dude, like, I was. Jets, I, I have a, I have, a, I have a friend who's a massive Jets fan, and I keep on telling him like Stingley to the Jets. Just imagine what Robert Sala could do with Derek Stingley. Yeah, I would. That's just incredible. I would love if he goes to the Jets. I, I know Nick passed him on a four, but like I, I would probably take him at four. Yeah, um, I might have. Uh, maybe that was a little silly. I don't know. Listen, we were, well, yeah. we, were all, we were off the rails in that mock. I do not blame you. I made a, I made a number of questionable decisions in that mock. Yeah, player you didn't comp. take Jordan Davis. That's why I was questioning. That's true. That's, yeah, that was my first mistake. <laughs> uh, player comp, Donnie, you might not like this one. I'm going to go with the first guy to start the seven movement at LSU, Patrick Peterson. And I'm not doing – That's fine. That's fine. I'm not doing the uh, – I'm not doing it because, like, the helmet scouting. You know, I hate helmet scouting. You're like, oh, every Ohio State quarterback stinks. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, I'm saying Patrick Peterson with better ball skills. Pat Pete, I mean, he doesn't look as fast now, obviously, because he's older. But he ran a 4-3 coming into that combine, man. I think that's the kind of speed that Derek Stingley has. Similar size, Pat Pete's 6'1", 203. Uh, Stingley's 6'1", 195. I think Stingley, I agree with you, Nick, has to put on a little bit of weight because he's a little skinny for that size, and the injuries have already been an issue. I know it's ankle and foot, but still put on a little bit of weight. But Pat Pete, lockdown man corner. Like, that is what he was on the outside, too. Not as good in the slot, but, man, you just put him on the outside. You don't have to worry about anyone on that outside. That's what Stingley can be. And I don't think Pat Pete is as good of ball skills as Derek Stingley had, but he's that lockdown corner with excellent, excellent recovery speed. And that's what Stingley has, in my opinion. So that's what we got on Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, let us know what you think about him, man. Is he CB1 still for you? Is he still a top five prospect in this class? I know a lot of people are kind of downing him right now with his injuries, kind of dropping him on the big board. But let us know what you think about Derek Stingley Jr. Please like and subscribe to the channel. Be sure to follow our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Boomer Bus Draft. Rate us five stars on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. And, of course, comment below what you guys want to see us do next. What kind of video, what prospect do you want to see us cover more in depth? Please comment below. So for Nick Miriam and Donnie Clemens, I'm Max Chadwick. Have a great night.